0: Today, she's no stranger to us, just an amazing woman of God. We have Maria Durso back with us. Maria Durso is living proof that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Having come from a childhood devastated by loss and abuse, she grew up to thinking she could mask her pain with drugs. Her lifestyle could have left her hopeless and alone, yet God kept and preserved Maria's life. Now Maria is an intercessor, teacher, and a powerful speaker. Together, she has pastored alongside her husband, Senior Pastor Michael D'Orso, where she is the overseer of Saints Church, also formerly known as Christ Tabernacle. They have witnessed firsthand and faithfulness and grace of God who supplies the needs of a continually growing urban church. Maria has two published books, From Your Head to Your Heart and Ageless welcome to the gems of motherhood i'm your host sharon khan i'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers and professionals from all walks of life each week you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem god has called you to be thanks for walking this journey with me today and don't forget to subscribe to the show welcome back to the gems of motherhood podcast maria It's so good to have you back on the show it's great to be here, Sharon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm just really excited to have you on today to speak on this topic, Empowering Moms, because I know that you're going to have a lot of gem nuggets to share with us.
1: I, I'm excited. I've been praying and um, I want to get to it. So Amen. Let's go. All right.
0: Well, you know, I would love to hear from you. You know, first of all, can you tell me, you know, there's so many incredible mothers in the Bible, so many great examples, and all of them have different gift things. If you had to choose one, who would you pick and why?
1: Well, believe it or not, I don't think that she's one that's really been spoken about much. But to me, she's the top of my list. And that would be Moses' mother. Hmm. She is just amazing to me because when we look at this story, we see that it's a very, very dark time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This couple has a baby. They're this unsuspecting couple. Uh, and it's at a very, very time where Pharaoh is telling is, wants to kill all the baby boys, and he's telling every parent to drop their kid in the Nile River or else they're going to be killed. Mm -hmm. And isn't it amazing that God would put this story in the book of Exodus because God always has an exit plan. And when I look at Moses's mother, I really see the definition of what planned parenthood really is. Mm -hmm. Moses's mother has a plan. We find out later on her name is Jacobed, but we don't know her and her husband's name from the beginning. But the one thing we do know about them is that they were Levites. Mm. They were were from a priestly tribe. They were dedicated to God. So in other words, they're in this very dark time, so they're going to use the resource, Mm -hmm. God himself, to show them the exit plan, the way out. And um, so when I look at this uh, story, the Bible tells us that when the child was born, Moses's mother, she saw that he was no ordinary child. Mm. She has the gift of sight. She has this anointed eye. And to me, as mothers, we need an anointed eye. Mm -hmm. I guess the question I would ask mothers right now, what do you see when you see your child? Mm -hmm. Our children are born in a very dark time. We have canceled culture. The Bible seems antiquated. So what in the world are we seeing when we look at our children. So uh, she has this anointed, she has this anointed eye. And you know what? I want to say this. It's one thing to see when everything's going great. Mm-hmm. Right. It's another thing to see when things are very dark. So yeah. Moses's mother has to place her son, her baby in the Nile. But she doesn't have to let him drown. Mm-hmm. So what does she do? She takes what's in her house. She doesn't get discouraged. She doesn't say, well, I don't have enough wood to make a boat. Mm-hmm. I don't have the proper tools. No, she takes a basket, a basket that she probably used a hundred times to go to the market. She takes a basket. And she puts tar around this basket. She seals it up with tar and pitch. And what tar and pitch does, it allows the basket to Mm float and it also keeps it from insects. It's like it serves it like as like an insect repellent. So -hmm. she puts it in the Nile, but she doesn't have to let him drown. So what does that say to us? We have to let go of our children, Mm -hmm. but we don't have to let them down. Every Mm -hmm. day we could wrap them in what we have in our house. What do we have in our house? We have the presence of God in our house. We have words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. We have words of kindness. I think of um, Hannah. She's one of my other favorites. We talked about her the last time. But the Bible tells us that she dressed Samuel in a linen ephod when he was a child. Mm. And a linen ephod is only something you put on a priest, right? right? You don't put it on a child. But in other words, she dressed him as a priest long before he ever did anything priestly. Right. So we need to speak into our children what we want to see. Mm. Not Thoroughly, what we do see. And we should never put them into the world. We should never put them on the school bus Mm -hmm. with words of negativity, Mm -hmm. with words of telling them what they're not and what they're never going to be and sending them off anger or angry or full of temper. We need to send them out dressed in love and kindness and, and scriptures. You know, when my children were little, they were three different ages, of course. Mm -hmm. And my husband made it his business to get three different devotionals to go for those three different ages. Mm. And every morning at breakfast, maybe those kids were reading the cereal box. But my (laughs) husband was reading those devotionals to them. And I think of Moses' mother. I mean, like. She could have easily not given them the word of God. Right. You know, she could have sent that baby out, you know, vacant of God. But whatever she did with the time she had with that child, Mm. that child never forgot that he was a Hebrew boy and he belonged to God, Mm. even though he was placed. In in the system of Egypt, even though he was faced in Pharaoh's household, I'm sure they had video games if there was possible I'm sure <laughs> they had boxes, whereas Moses, mother was a slave. So it goes to show you, you don't have to have a lot of money mm-hmm. to raise a giant in the faith. Amen. Because when he got older. Somehow, the three years that she breastfeed fed him, she knew that there was he something knew, different. He, yeah, that he was different. Yeah, and I also think of this I don't think, think it's a coincidence that she put the baby in the Nile the time she did. I think mm. that Moses' mother, Jacobet, did her homework. Mm. I'm sure she studied the river. Mm. Sure, she studied the current. Right. Sure, she studied the reeds and how they blew, mm-hmm. and in the relationship to the basket that she was placing in the water. I'm sure she knew what time Pharaoh's daughter came was, out, right? To go to bathe. So I think that we as parents have to do our homework. Mm. We can't just take things for granted and say, well, I'm just going to throw my kids out there and let it, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I think we have to study the current.
0: Yeah. Of this. Sorry. I think what you said was so important because you said, we have to let go of our children, but we don't have to let them drown. As you said, she just found a basket in the house and put him in the basket and just let him go. And what you said kind of makes sense because she probably did study what time she would come out of the day to take her bath and who could possibly have found him because which mom would really leave their children abandoned, their baby abandoned, right? And I think what they say, it's also true. Like every mom, when a baby is, even in your womb, you kind of know that child, you know, that baby and who God is trying to create this baby. And there's something special about your child. I mean, I just love what you said, but I'm sure for her, it was also really difficult to have to let go of Moses. And during those times, you know, where he was being brought up, in Pharaoh's house, I'm sure she was praying for him all the time. Otherwise, he would not have had this revelation or some sort that I
1: don't belong here. He knew who he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it goes to show you that the formative years, the years even before they're not good in a school system. hmm. That mother was speaking life to him. That mother was giving her son the scriptures. Mm. They were Levites. They were godly. They weren't doing the worldly thing. So there was a foundation there. Mm. I mean, she literally got paid to feed, breastfeed her own baby. Mm -hmm. You know, take this child for me. And I'll reward you. Mm. Isn't that like God? Take this child. Our children are gifts from God. Take that child and breastfeed them. Breastfeed them from the milk of the Holy Spirit that flows from you. Mm. And I'll give you a reward. I mean, did she know that her child was going to be the next deliverer? I don't Mm. believe she knew that. Right. But I do know this, that God didn't allow Moses to drown in the Nile because he had a Red Sea waiting for him. And and, you know, we as parents have to be um, have to be on guard. We have to be aware. We have to take the moments that we do have with our children, because as mothers, we know they end up spending more time outside of the house than inside of the house. So what happens inside the house has to have lasting effects on our children. Mm. And we need to stop saying, I don't know what to do. The world is so dark. The culture is changing. Mm -hmm. How do I handle it? We have the Holy Spirit and we have the word of God. Mm -hmm. And we have community of church folks that, We need to join together to pray.
0: Yep, amen.
1: But you know what?
0: There are still mothers out there who are still worried about what's going on in today's uh, society. Gender confusion, the homosexuality is just in your face and the darkness of this world is just everywhere. And so... There are mothers out there that are still worried and don't know what to do. And, you know, obviously there are also single mothers out there who don't really have a choice but to send their kids out. How would you empower those moms to be able to take care of their children and just raise them up in God's way? Well,
1: Sharon, I would say this. It is very disconcerting what's going on. It's very concerning what's going on. So, I don't say they should not be concerned, but the Bible says don't be anxious Mm -hmm. with everything, with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. So, we have to turn our angst and all the energy that we spend being fearful. Because it takes energy to be fearful. We need to take all of that energy and put it into prayer energy. We have to put it into faith energy Mm. and say, God, I am giving you my child. Now, when we address our children, they are learning an agenda that's totally different. It's opposite from what God's word says. So not with hatred, not with legalism. Not with law, but with total love. Mm-hmm. Show them the word of God and say, this is how, what we believe. Mm-hmm. And we do believe that God's plans when followed, prosper mm-hmm. and don't harm us. Listen, when you think of when that scripture was written, right? God has a plan to prosper, not to mm-hmm. harm. That was to Jeremiah, they were in exile. right? And yet God said, you're in exile, you're in bondage, but I have a plan. Mm-hmm. God still has a plan regardless of the dark circumstances. And listen, man's agenda will pass away. God's agenda will remain forever. Mm-hmm. And I do think we need to give our kids God's stories, how God is made away how God allowed the money to come in to pay for the bill, how God opened a door for that job, how the Lord allowed you to witness to somebody that day. I think we need to make it very relevant to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, that, so that their faith becomes very fluid. It's not something they learn on Sunday and Sundays, right. but it's something that's just alive in their home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And when you brought up about Jeremiah 29, you know, about God's plan, it's so true. I mean, obviously, all our lives are ordained by God, God has a plan for us. And he always has a mission. You know, when I think about Moses and when I think about uh, Joseph and how Moses had those years whereby, you know, where he, where, where we're talking about he was living in Pharaoh's house and with Joseph, he was thrown into prison. Yet God had a mission. God was with each and every one of them, no matter what the circumstances was. And so I love the fact that you said, you know, we have to be girded up in faith and in prayer energy. And in the word God, God says you know, not to be anxious, but in everything through prayer and supplication. And so how would you empower moms to pray? And in this difficult time, is there like a specific prayer that you would suggest for moms to pray? I mean, I know that the best is to pray from the heart outpouring of our own spirit, just be honest with God, but I just want to hear from you.
1: Well, I think that all of our prayers are, of course, specific to our children. So I definitely think that um, there are specific prayers that every mother needs to pray that are specific to their children. Like when I started to intercede for my children, Mm -hmm. I had three totally different types of prayers because they are three different human beings There is some, you know, each one had a different weakness. Each Mm -hmm. one had a different bent and I needed to pray. Honestly, we need to pray honestly for our children. We don't need to put a a blinders on and pretend, you know, like we said the last time they're good kids. No, they're not. They need Mm -hmm. to be. And, you know, that's so important, but, um, a, a blanket prayer that we could pray is, you know, God, let my child grow up to be a world changer. Mm-hmm. Let them be filled with the Holy spirit so that what's going on, they could, they could be revolutionary in the spirit right. to stop the spread of this toxic, uh, uh, uh demonic agenda mm-hmm. that is against the culture. Right. Uh, so I do think, uh, that those prayers are so important. You had sent me some questions about the armor of God. Mm -hmm. And I just love the Bible tells us to be dressed and it's not a one time dressing. It's being dressed every single day. Mm -hmm. So this prayer for our children, it doesn't stop. It's ongoing. It may change, you know, but it's ongoing. But you know, the thought that came to me about the armor Mm -hmm. is So many of us don't know that it's already ours. Mm. It's already hanging in our closet.
0: Amen.
1: That it's already perfectly suited for us to put on. Mm -hmm. And the way we don't go out of the house half-dressed, we don't go out in just our undergarments. We have total protection and we dress according to the climate. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's a day and age where we need to be totally dressed in the spirit, it's now right. You know, because there's an invisible war that's going on and only those weapons can protect us. And the only way the enemy is ever really going to get us is when we're off guard. Right. When we're not dressed. So I'm going to catch a cold if I go out in the dead of winter. And I don't have my coat on. Yeah. So I need that breastplate of righteousness. I need to have that belt of truth. I need that helmet of salvation. If you know anything about that helmet, it covered your whole face. Mm -hmm. It just was a little helmet. We need to cover our eyes, our ears, our mouth Mm -hmm. with, with the salvation, who we are in Christ, our identity. We have to have a relationship with the word. We have mm-hmm. to pick up the, the sword to be able to slay down those lies of the enemy. So we have to be dressed.
0: Amen. Yeah, absolutely. I think those uh, the armor of God is definitely important. And I think many times a lot of people fail to remember, like you said, it already belongs to us. It's in our closet. You know, we just have to take it out every day and remind us to put that on. And so, and we're talking about today's current events and the dark world that is heading to us. And we're fighting against, you know this invisible demonic stronghold. And some of our children are going to school and some parents don't really know what to do because it's not just teachers that are infiltrating their minds. But what about other kids who do not know Christ and their family are okay with what's going on with society and just going with the flow, and the children are being socially pressured. How would you encourage and empower moms to really, really speak truth into their children's lives and to raise them up to be the Davids and the Johns and the Esters?
1: Well, I, you know, there's something uh, that's said, Teach the genuine so that they will know the counterfeit. Mm. I think that once you know a genuine hundred dollar bill, you'll never be fooled by the counterfeit one. And I really think that if we live genuine lives Mm -hmm. that love the Lord and we allow our children to see miracles. Amen. Because the Bible, got, this is more than just a religion. This is a, the word of God is living and active. It's alive. So it infiltrates every part of our life. And if we had that kind of relationship with the word and with the Lord and with our children, that genuineness will show up the counterfeit mm-hmm. it's not so much teaching them this is wrong this is wrong this how about this is right mm-hmm. all honors God look what happens when you want to go and listen I think of Moses's mother mm-hmm. you know she had a plan and her plan failed for a little bit because Moses turned out to be a murderer mm-hmm. but that didn't that didn't uh, uh cancel out the call of God on his life right right when he least expected it, God finds him on the far side of the desert and he becomes all God wants him to be. Mm. So we with patience and faith. yeah just just believe God.
0: Right. And, you know, we touch a little bit on prayer in this episode and also in the previous episode. And, you know, you shared with me about how you prayed specifically for your sons when they were doing drugs and when they were doing all the different things. And you were just praying uh, for them to just come back to the Lord. I'm sure there are mothers out there who are really disheartened in the direction that their children is heading. Can you give some word of encouragement to these moms?
1: You know, the Bible says, train up your child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart. It doesn't mean they might have a time of veering off. Mm -hmm. But I would say moms, don't give up. Just boost up your prayer life like never, never before. You know, the enemy wants you to that because you weren't this and you weren't that, this is why your children, he's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us day and night. He always makes us feel like we didn't do enough and we're less than. Don't go that route. Mm. Be filled with faith. God has a plan for your child's life. Mm. And I would encourage you, grab a hold of another mom or another two moms and don't Be alone in this fight. Join together and really intercede and tear down these strongholds Mm -hmm. that might have your children bound up. Don't feel ashamed. A lot of times we feel ashamed. My child's going through this because I didn't do enough of this. Today's a new day. Mm -hmm. You, You could start today. You could you could start your children being on a different trajectory because you're on a different trajectory in serving in, in, in your prayer life. Yeah. So I would encourage you, don't be discouraged, please, because then faith won't arise. But mm-hmm. when faith arises, every enemy has to scatter. Don't give up, mom. You will see the salvation of the Lord.
0: Amen. Yeah, that's so good. Now, what are some actionable tips would you suggest to moms to prepare for life challenges, oppositions, and trials? Because we are going to face a lot more than what we're facing right now. And we're going to war on our knees, but Just in terms of like visually, there's just going to be so much that's going to be coming into our children's way. What do you have to say about that?
1: Well, I think that if we walk with the Lord every single day, we are being trained Mm. because I am walking with the Lord 46 years. I have walked with him by his grace every single day. Have I fallen? Absolutely. Not on purpose. You get back up. Mm -hmm. But I am so much stronger at 46 years than I was at one year or five years or 10 years or 15 years. So you when you prepare for the Olympics, you don't start off, you know, running that 100 miles. You start off with one mile Mm -hmm. and two miles. I would just say, walk with the Lord each and every day, obey him, obey him. So if you obey him in the little things, when the big things come, you're going to obey him because you've been trained, you've been trained to decrease Mm -hmm. and for him to increase. Mm -hmm. These things are so important. We think that, well, I can live any old way. And one day I'm going to get up and, and run a marathon. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You're gonna start by running around the block, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's how it is with the Lord. You start, you start just being obedient. We don't we don't have a baby and expect our baby to come out of our womb and run. Right. That baby gets stronger and stronger and grows. And that's how it is in the spirit. Yeah. So I would just say every day, read your word, read your word. Do you have to spend an hour in it? No, if you have that time, that would be awesome. But get the word of God in you. Shoot yeah. it. Meditate. It's it, it's nutrients to your spirit. It's mm-hmm. vitamins. It makes you strong. And I would just say. Have communication with God Mm -hmm. all day. You could be washing the dishes and communing with God. I could be Mm -hmm. talking to you and communing with the Lord. I'm asking the Holy Spirit what to say, what to do. Where do I go? How do I do that, Lord? What do I tell my children? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's helper, right? Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans. I won't leave you alone. I am sending another. He's just like me, but he's everywhere And he lives inside of you. And if you ask him, he's going to give you the wisdom you need and the guidance you need. We don't have to make this complex. Mm, It's very simple. Simple. If you've accepted Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of you. And he's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He's our teacher. Mm. And he wants to help us all. Amen. And I think
0: in order for us to see things in a brighter way is that to take this as a privilege, to take this current time, this dark time as a privilege, because I think that God is also asking us mothers to rise up, to rise up and raise up the next generation of army, to be able to stand for the truth, to be able to speak for the truth, and to be able to go out and be a difference maker. Like, you know, like you said, how we were to pray for our children, go out there and be a difference maker. Yeah, I just wanted to share that.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's exactly right. I mean, it's in the darkness that the light shines brighter. Amen. If anything, we're as stars in the midst of the night and we're Mm -hmm. shining brighter. I know I was praying the other day and the Holy Spirit clearly said to me, we're living in a day and age where culture is telling us that the church is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's not essential, that believers are not, you know, they're nothing. Mm-hmm. But he's, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me that whatever is being said in the culture, it's because the enemy knows the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. And I saw the church becoming hospitals people looking at the church as a hospital mm. and people coming in because there's no more essential time for the church than right now mm-hmm. we are so essential we are the spiritual doctors and nurses and medics to bring the broken to the lord this is just so important so we do not need to be swayed in the current of of culture mm-hmm. right now we need to be on time with what heaven is doing Amen. and the heaven is saying this is the darkest but re- this is where revival comes mm-hmm. where did jesus re- he resurrected in a graveyard right it's in where things are dead revival comes so we need to be expecting revival but we need to position ourselves for revival Amen. we need to be those that are praying and expecting. Amen. You know, my
0: husband was teaching a Bible study the other day and and he was saying, we've been praying for a revival, but we didn't expect revival to come in such a way, right? Because we always have a certain kind of expectations, but God right. just has such a different plan. And also it's like, he's also setting up a revival within our personal self in order for us to have a
1: corporate revival. Absolutely. I'm I'm 100% with him. Did we ever think that God would use a pandemic?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you look at the book of Acts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so when the Lord appeared to them, he told them, go to Judea, Samaria, and the other uttermost parts of the world, right? That was mm-hmm. a mandate. But they never did it, did they? They were all in the church in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The church was growing by leaps and bounds. They were being fed physically, they were being fed, uh, spiritually, uh, they had miracle signs and wonders. They were all happy mm-hmm. and all sudden persecution comes. And I believe that was maybe 14 years before they ever moved. But the Bible says that all the people scattered, they all scattered. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the definition of scatter. And one definition was, uh, to make, uh, to disappear, like to almost scatter ashes, like to make it null and void. But another definition of scatter is to produce fruit, like you scatter seed Mm -hmm. to produce fruit. And I believe that the enemy thought he was going to scatter us to make us as nothing. But God scattered us through Zoom calls. Amen. Through Through social media, through community groups, small groups have started like never, ever before. Prayer groups are starting. So when what the enemy meant for evil, God is sprouting a fruit all over. The Bible says that Philip ends up in Samaria and there's this guy, Simon the sorcerer. He's the star of the show. He has them all mesmerized. Mm. But then the star comes Jesus comes on the scene through a vessel called Philip. And the Bible says that all the people turned away from Simon, the sorcerer. And now they're looking to the gospel. The gospel becomes the star. Mm -hmm. I believe that what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord is using for good. The gospel, all of a sudden, the good news is becoming top billing. Amen. So I think that we're seeing this firsthand. Yeah, and how revival came—that's how it spread all throughout the land because of this "quote unquote" persecution. We've had persecution in some way, shape, or form. Whether it came through disease that has right. stopped lives, but we're also suffering a persecution in in our in our belief mm-hmm. because we are being made to feel. You know, non-essential Right But I believe that God is doing something Yeah, I absolutely
0: agree with you I mean, God is always doing something (laughs) He's never working Right, exactly And well, Maria, we're almost at the end of the show But I would love to hear Is there anything else that you would like to share With other Gems of Mothers out there?
1: I heard something a long time ago And um, Um, it was on a Christian radio. And they said, every day, say something positive to your child in relation to the scripture. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of times our children could just drive us crazy. And we're like, Lord, I can't think of one good thing to say to them today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I would encourage you Wrap them in affirmation, Mm -hmm. right? Faith is being assured of what we hope for. The evidence of things not seen. Speak to them in what you want to see. Ask the Lord, God, what is your purpose and plan for my child, Mm -hmm. even if I don't see? And speak that into them and pray according to that promise. Amen. I would encourage Amen. Thank you so
0: much, Maria. It was uh, so good to have you on the show, back on the show again. It's always such a delight hearing all that you have to say. And being such an incredible woman of prayer, I would love it. And it would be such an honor if you could just close us out in prayer.
1: Father, I just thank you, Lord, for every single mother that is listening to the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. And I pray, oh God, that they would know how valuable they are because the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. We have in our power, oh God, mm-hmm. to change lives, Lord, with the gifts you have placed in us So, Lord, I am asking God in the name of Jesus that faith would arise in every single mother and they would see, oh God, the things that are not yet seen and they would pray accordingly. God, help them. Help them with all the stresses, all the anxiety, all that they're facing, Lord. Even disappointments and discouragements, God, turn the ground of their heart into something fertile where something Awesome. We grow, Lord Jesus. Lord, you have the last word in their lives. Provide everything they need according to your riches and glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 A- amen. Thank you so much Maria.
0: It was really really great having you on the show again. Bye Sharon. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved, loved, You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our
1: next episode.